Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and you are listening to Marsha's Plate, the podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk to someone who is romantically on the other side of the trans feminine coin, the trans attracted man. Conversations around trans folk is usually dominated by the changes to our bodies, the defense of our humanity to cisgender society, and our deaths and oppression. We rarely discuss our love lives and the intricate ways society forces us to manifest intimate relationships with men. The people who pursue us, date us, and love us are often left out of the conversation entirely. Sometimes that is by choice, based on fear and stigma, and sometimes it's just by apathy. So today we're going to talk to a trans attracted man and share his experience in our complicated journey to becoming friends and lovers. Welcome to Marsha's Place. It would be alright. It would be The whole point of this show is to share the other side of the trans woman experience and this is like guys who love us or guys who date us or guys who um experience us how whatever whatever level that may be so this is one experience and i kind of want to bring him in and this is actually one of my favorite guys in the world i really really like him we've been knowing each other for shit it's been this year is probably like 10 years right yeah yeah like i was just about to say yeah it's about 10 years so um i met him on old school (laughs) bgc and um you know, usually I don't meet guys on there um, because, you know, most of them is disgusting freaks. <laughs> and th- he's no different, but... <laughs> <laughs> but Not um, the disgusting part, the freak part. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, we, we chatted and a long time he was kind of annoying, you know. Yeah, I could date it. He was one of those people that, um, you know, at the time that I met him, I was really on my grind. And um, I had just came from Houston. And most of the people who know me when I came to Houston, I came to Houston with $57 in my pocket and nowhere to stay. And so um, the hustle was real and ads were up and tricks was being turned. (laughs) And anybody who was on some... You know, I just, oh, I just want to experience this. And I'm going to need you to experience putting some cash in my pocket. So he was on the, nah, that ain't really me. So I was on, nah. (laughs) 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 Then, uh, then, nah, I ain't really on no free shit. So, you know, for a long time, our relationship was online, right? Yeah. Um, A couple of years went by, and we still talked, and we had good conversations. Um... He would randomly send me new pictures, (laughs) randomly hit me up talking about music, randomly hit me up talking about just anything, just normal little stuff. So we, a camaraderie kind of grew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then I got to the point where I was really stable and um, I had a job. I wasn't escorting no more. I stopped escorting in nine and um you know when the grind isn't in the equation you start um open 
opening up to things and opening up to people. And he was one of the people that I opened up to. But one of the stipulations that I had was if we going to do something, then it needs to be um, I laid the foundation. I, I thought I was laying the foundation. <laughs> if we were um if we were gonna be something, then it needs to be more than just you coming over and we hook up like a client. It needs to be more like we are friends, we're hanging out and we're doing things like normal people do. Mm-hmm. And did you agree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he agreed with that and he was like, you know, you know, I like you on some other shit. Like, you cool people, yeah. right? Yeah. What did you think about? And when I laid that, when I laid these expectations down, what did what did you think about? I mean, just that. I mean, the, the thoughts was, this is a friendship that we're going to build. And, and at that point, uh, we had already known each other for three or four years, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. So it was like, okay, well, shit, you know, this is what it is. We've already been talking all this time. We know dirty secrets about each other, um, things from our past, things from your past. And I think at that point we had built something, in in my viewpoint, uh, pretty special, mm. you know. Um, what was special about it? To me, because at this point in my life, I was just transitioning into trying to understand what exactly was going on with me. Mm. Uh, what exactly, where, where exactly I stood uh, in my journey. And so being the fact that nobody knew anything and you were the only connection um, that I had in this quote-unquote um, entity in this world of um, trans, yeah. transness, and so uh, the trans experience overall. So it was just, it was just everything just kind of got laid on you all at one time, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I that I I've shared with people that um, because of how the world is set up, how society is set up, men who go outside of this box of toxic masculinity, um, men, they are judged rather harshly. Um, and a lot of times when they have these questions and they when, it, when they have these desires, when they have these curiosities, they don't have anybody that they can talk to, that they can talk to about this particular situation. Not one person. Not one person. You can't talk Not to your mom. Person. You can't talk yeah. to your dad. You can't talk to your brothers. You can't talk to your best friends because you're going to be judged. Yeah. You can't talk to anybody. Like, who is who are you going to talk to except for the trans person that you might be attracted to? Yeah. Yeah. And so that turns a trans woman like myself into a therapist yeah. <laughs> yeah. Un, uh, involuntarily. Yeah. Um, and from both sides, because because it wasn't intended to mm-hmm. to be that from my side neither. It's just uh, that's what's going to happen when you have so many questions, uh, when you have so much built up inside, uh, and you do meet that person that not only you can talk to because uh, and, and and this is and I know this is your thing and 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 
know, your podcast or whatever, but, you know, just to kind of just talk about you for a minute, you never made me feel that I couldn't come to you, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was very important to me on my journey. You know, even though I might have been annoying, but you never just say, you know what, you're annoying me. Mm-hmm. You know, it just was always like, okay, well, what's up? You know what I'm saying? And so that's what, as you said, the camaraderie and things of that nature, that's how that was created um, because it was such an openness that I can have with you and didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, she's about to go say this, that, and she's going to screenshot my messages and send. I mean, I, I never, I never once felt that. Mm-hmm. You know, not one single time. So that's 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 the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's why it's so easy for me to sit here even in this moment and immediately say, Yeah. Okay. You know. Let me w- just to give my perspective on that particular thing. In the beginning, in the beginning it was like I said, I was on my hustle. So you never know when a nigga is gonna change his mind about spending some more money. Mm-hmm. You never know. So I'm never going to be rude to anybody that comes to me and they could possibly be a coin. So in the beginning, it started like that. But as it went on and I realized, oh, this nigga not about no money. <laughs> it started to um, go to my normal self. Like my normal self is I'm very curious. I am a biopsychologist by by formal education, by trade, by passion, by whatever. This is what I like to do. I like to study people's behavior. I like to know how people, what people do, like why people do what they do. So especially when it comes to people who are involved in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's not just on no um, personal level. That's just men, men who date trans women. I want to know why you date us because if I figure out why, then maybe it'll make it easier for me to figure out where I, where I fit in finding my love, the love of my life and da, 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 da. So anybody, anybody that is willing to speak and talk and share their experience, I'm really open to listening. And because I understand the quote unquote plight of the trans attracted man, I, I try to have a little bit of compassion. Now, sometimes y'all um, don't reciprocate that, like because of the. I think sometimes y'all y'all wants and y'all needs blind you to what kind of trauma, not necessarily trauma, but um, sometimes trauma, yes, um, but um, necessarily the the dilemma that that put us in in regards to choosing. Um, to engage with you, to engage with you and knowing that there is n- probably nothing going to come out of this for me that I actually want yeah. other than some dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, balancing that and still balancing um, being compassionate and being there for somebody that you know don't have anybody there for them in, yeah. in, in, in regards to this particular subject mm-hmm. and aspect of their life. So it changed when we started talking about more things than sex, when you would hit me up about things that did not involve your fantasy. When it, because as somebody who was an escort at the time, when you get to talking about sex to me, I get to thinking about money. So when 
somebody coming to me just on some sexual type shit, I'm always like, so you know how much that costs? <laughs> so because I'm not, you're not fulfilling, a, and I think what guys don't get is you're not fulfilling a fantasy for me. I know what a dick look like. I know what a dick does. I've been dealing with dicks all my life. Yeah. I know what it feel like when it's in my ass. I know yeah. what it feels like when it's in my mouth. I know how to make a dick come. I know how to get my dick sucked. I know how to teach somebody to suck my dick. I know how to teach somebody to eat my ass. I know how I've done all of this. <laughs> this is not a new fear sphere of um, exploration for me. Yeah. So what a guy usually is offering is something that I'm like, niggas offer me dick all the time. Yeah. You know, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not, even as a woman, not just as a trans woman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as a woman, (laughs) niggas is offering us dick. Like, uh, here you go. You can have this dick if you want it. Please get it. Take it from me. By all means. (laughs) By all means. (laughs) Take it. And so, especially as a trans woman, where society allows people to objectify us, Mm openly Mm -hmm. okay because at least a woman you have religion that kind of kind of not totally puts women on a pedestal and say you should respect your woman and treat her like a proverbs proverbs 31 woman and da 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 da. the bible says um treat um your wife like love your wife like jesus loved the church so you know it's not okay to disrespect women even though we're in a culture where it is kind of okay for the younger generation and older too because they it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> they were a mess. They were patriarchal as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's changed. The patriarchal yeah. has morphed into it something has. new in the new generation, but yeah. it still was kind of oppressive. But there still was a level of society that it was, it's not really okay to beat your wife. Even we know that was going home, that was going on in the yeah. homes. We knew that was going, and we kind of just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, in a broader society, it's not okay to treat women bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not okay. Yeah, in the, in barbershop talk, we can talk about the bitches and the hoes and da 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 da. But when we're out in public, that's not really a classy no. conversation no. to have. No, no. So you know, we around the boys. Yeah, that's what it is. So, but for trans women, the dynamic is you can do that to us. Mm-hmm. We our life is not respected. Um, either you don't talk about it in public at all. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the low. Or when you do, well, you're in circles online when you can't talk about it. It's really about sex. When I look at reviews of myself or I hear people having, just men having discussions about me, it's always about um, my ass, my titties, mm-hmm. my dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did this. Da, 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 yeah. Da. Yeah. It's, that's what, um, it's okay to objectify us mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's just where we live we live in the realm of porn pornography and um all that kind of stuff so when somebody comes to me like that it's not a turn on Mm -hmm. even if they're attractive it's not a turn on it's a um it's like a (sighs) yeah okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like here we go again exactly yeah so when you started to change and started to be more um, normal, I would say, instead of talking like a client, mm-hmm. um, that's when my w- that's when I opened up normal conversation with you. Yeah, and yeah. then I realized that you're a likable person. Yeah, and yeah. you are attractive. Yeah. Like that's well, hands you. down. You're a gorgeous man. Um, 
and then me personally, I'm I'm I have an affinity for Louisiana men. Yeah, you're yeah, a Louisiana yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, being a Mississippi girl. Oh yeah. So, it um you know you just had the swag that I like. Um, you had the masculinity that I liked. Um, you know, so I was like, well, if this is then at the time I think you had a you had a wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the time yeah. I think you had a wife. Even though I didn't know it for sure, but mm-hmm. once we added each other on Facebook, I was like, hmm, yeah, I think he has a wife. Yeah. Um, and you and then when I asked you about it, you was really open about it yeah. and um, said that that's what it. But we hadn't messed around or anything. Yeah, at the time, time. so it wasn't time. like, yeah. oh, I'm sleeping on my wife. Even though you hit me up trying to do it, if I wanted to, yeah, you could. Have. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you could have done business. Yeah. So. Um, I don't think we messed around while you were with your wife, right? No, I was. Yeah, it was after. Yeah. So once, once I laid the foundation and I said, "This is what I expect," and you was like, "Okay, cool." So we started doing things that was normal. Like we went to the movies, we went out, like walking and shit, and um, hanging out. And I was like, "Cool." So since we doing all this stuff, then maybe I can treat you like a, I would a normal guy and mm-hmm. we mess around. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. Right? Um, I enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy yourself? Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had talked about, we, we had talked about sex and um, talked about your experience mm-hmm. with um, your what you, what you wanted to explore. When did when did this become something that you wanted to explore, and how? Hmm, that's actually a good question that I can't um, can't quite put a finger on of of when. Um, I know that the attraction, I, I want to say that for me, you know, being with my, what my background is, I've never been attracted to men. Um, it's never been, I never see a, a, a muscle-bound man and be like, ooh, I got to get that. You know, th- it always been in this realm of things feminine you know that's what it always had to be for me and so what this became because i had certain feelings because of things that that's happened to me in my life tell me about that um the the whole side of things of of what happened to me is um i went through molestation Mm. um which was um common back then but especially in the South, uh, coming from the South, family molestation, from what I've learned growing as a, as a grown man, mm-hmm. was a very, very major thing back then, you know, in the, in the 80s and, and, and things like that. And so, um, so for about two years of my life, uh, from eight years old to 10 years old, I was uh, molested by my uncle. Mm. So my first actual natural sex was with a man. Mm. Um, but 
there was a process before eight years old. Of course, you're you're into yourself. You know was what, and I always knew that I like girls. You know, right. and so it was never like my thought process was never like once again it a, a guy that wasn't an attractive thing. But now I got feelings that I've never had before. Um, I'm feeling things that I've never felt before, mm-hmm. and so in my mind. Once again, background, I come from a religious background. Um, I come from where I'm in the church three, four times a week. You know, junior deacon boy, choir, you know, um, uh, Sunday school. I'm I'm doing um, um, teaching Sunday school to the youth because I'm just picked out as the leader in everything. And so. uh, Because you you definitely have an alpha male personality. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so it, it's never been something that I was into. So, so when I found out um, that it was a such thing as a trans woman mm-hmm. back in like the mid, I would say like the mid nineties, you know, is when I first was like, oh, okay, like Jerry this, Springer era. Yeah, like like <laughs> this is like this I could. Okay, okay, I could dig this. Okay, you know, and so that was something. Still had never experienced it, but had you know had kind of started seeing it with with porn and and things of that nature. Where you, we not when I could catch it because this wasn't the actual um, internet era yet. You know, so we didn't have the Wi Fi and all these different things. So you know, uh, I never forget. I was uh, you can go to the actual porn store then. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when you could kind of, you know, you catch the little flicks on the, you know, in the different rooms, in the in the in the different rooms right. for the video rooms, and you know, that's how I would, uh, you know, see what I was seeing, you know. So it was a, uh, it was a, a really eye opening thing to me, and then we had the dawn of the internet. Mm. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that was it. Then I would, then everything is at your fingertips at that point, even when it was your little AOL, you know. So. Um, and that's when I first got on the, uh, I found out for BGC from, I don't know if you remember when Black Planet was, was right. popular, Yeah, you know, and so. I was, this Black, was Planet, Black Planet Queen. I mean, <laughs> I mean Black, Black Planet was the truth. Was that, was the first, that was the first Facebook. <laughs> that was the first Facebook. Exactly for us. So, uh, so that's how I found out about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, from, from Black Planet. And that's how I found out all these different, you know, um, on um, these different things. So that's that's really how everything started with me from a mental standpoint. Mm-hmm. Still hasn't physically manifested into anything. But from a mental standpoint, that was that was it. So many times like guys have said, um, you know, I didn't it wasn't even on my radar but but radar, but I was just watching this porn and I was flicking and this random picture popped up. This mm-hmm. random pop up mm-hmm. came up and this this chick, she looked like a chick, but then you just mm-hmm. look down and she got a dick, and I clicked it, and I'm in that part of the internet now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and it was like, yeah. so you, and they would say it's like a rabbit hole. It's oh, like, yeah. damn, you just clicking and seeing, and like, damn, she get her dick sucked, and damn, she get fucked in the ass, and yeah. damn, and damn, her dick bigger than mine. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, well, it, once it, it starts, yeah, once it starts, yeah, start, it's, it's like, a whole oh, and it's a, it, it, they say it. it not it's multiple everybody how they come into 
this experience um, is different, but it's just some of the threads, there's a single thread that's similar in a lot of them. And they like, you know, it becomes like, because it's not the norm, it becomes the like, ooh, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, taboo. Yeah. It's, it's definitely it's taboo. The, it's the taboo, so oh. it becomes the more Afro, the more erotic and exciting part mm-hmm. to watch than, it's, than opposed to like a normal yeah, normal porn. By all means, right. By all means, so um, that was something that, like I said, really, really took off for me. And because I, I was so, even at that point, I was so experienced sexually. Because what I had to do, because I didn't want to have these feelings of of being bisexual or dealing with a man, I used to overcompensate by sleeping with multiple women mm. to suppress whatever it is that I felt. Mm. And so by sleeping with multiple women, that's what allowed me to not even think about a lot of different things. Right. You know, and so, um, and, and luckily I was a real popular dude as a kid. And, you know, everybody knew my name. So getting little girls and, and getting young ladies at that time, that, was, that wasn't really ever hard for me. You see, so I was always able to go, you know, talk to this one, talk to that one, ride my bike over here, go through the, I mean, I always had multiple situations, and uh, and at that point, nobody knew anything. You know, I, I didn't want to go run to my mother and say, you know, mother, my my uncle is, 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 is raping me mm. um, because I'm the only boy. And I never wanted my mother to feel like um, she failed. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, so nobody I in my family, even to this day, actually knows. Mm. You know, um, and so it's never. But been. you don't think there's a time when people need to be held accountable? Um, this even just even not necessarily take their ass to jail because it's been years. Yeah. But just that this is what was going on. Yeah, and 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 I thought about that. But I'm going to tell you, this is, ironically, this is what happened. Uh, probably one of the best things could have happened to me. Uh, but one of the most tragic things at the same time, my, my aunt died, uh, got in a tragic car accident. And this was his baby sister. And so what happened is he left mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old. Never seen him again in my life. Mm-hmm. From 10 years old to now. We mm. got worried probably a couple of years back that he just died from like leukemia or something, mm. you know. Um, but um, never seen him since ten years old. Got on his motorcycle, say la vie. So it's never even been something that even arose where you had to address it. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. And I just hate that there are that that is the. Um, Sometimes for some people, I, I talk about this a lot of times when I um, talk when people talk about homosexuality and um, being in this kind of lifestyle. Even they always claim that everybody is molested, and I was never molested. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I've never been in that situation, and I know men who were not that still mm-hmm. are homosexual. Yeah. And then I know. Men who deal with trans women, they don't deal with men, but they weren't molested either. But there are some people in my, and I call it, there's some people who are 
naturally born gay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there are some people who are circumstantially gay. Yeah, yeah. And then there are some people who are gay through trauma. So naturally born gays, as you know, you see them little boys who have not been molested and you see them and they like, you know, this is going to be a gay boy when he grow up. Yeah. yeah he's four yeah, years yeah. old. And, yeah. you know, and it's you like automatically know. you automatically yeah. know because yeah. he, he's just giving that off. Mm-hmm. Then you have the circumstantially gay, the ones that go to prison and mm-hmm. shit. I've been here 10 years. So I'm going to get this nut off. Exactly. So let me make this happen. Um, when I come out, I might not. Yeah. But. I might still continue to play, all that. Um, and then you got the ones who do trauma. There's some who, some f- disgusting ass adult, done some inappropriate things to them, and so it warped their sexual mind. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Um, <sighs> it's not that they're gay. It's just that now they. How they think about sex is warped. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, um, going on to, and I think it takes therapy and not, and it's not about homosexuality being wrong. It's just that that's not what you would have went to mm-hmm. if these particular things wouldn't have happened. Events, yeah. Yeah, because so, you know, before that, everybody played run, catch, and kiss, and we played hide and go get mm-hmm. it. And, you know, so you always been running around. Well, I was always running around touching on booties and getting my little feels, and you know, mm-hmm. all that. So I knew what it was, right? You know, um, and it it definitely was never in my mind to play at a, looking at a man and be like, ooh, you know, mm-hmm. that that never was the case, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but I mean, hey. You know, we are where we are. So once you got into, you know, like the mid-90s and you started to meet, well, not necessarily meet, but you started to be like, oh, okay, well, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. How did it, do you go about, how did your first physical things happen? Um, I don't even know. Like, I can't even recall the, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think I was in, I want to say it was, this was still 2000 something, mm-hmm. you know. So we talking about years later at this point. And I want to say I was either, uh, I think I was in Chicago, you know, and, uh On BGC, and um, they had another little spot called once uh, <laughs> it was called Nude Africa. Oh yeah, I another, Nude those, Africa. Yeah, that was another journal. So, so we going, we go, yeah, we going history. Yeah, 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 we go, yeah, we go, <laughs> we go way back. We going way back. So, um, <laughs> you know, at this point, you know, you you're talking to people for years, and I had already been, you know, uh, in the the quote unquote. Um, swing a lifestyle and things of that nature. And I remember going out there and I think I was on uh, Nude Africa. I want to say yeah. And met an individual and ended up linking up. And uh, it was cool. You know? It was cool. 
And so um, I want to say that that was my first uh, experience, you know. But uh, but but truthfully, I really I really can't recall like I want to, you know, uh, because it was one of them fly by night situations. Mm. Um, it happened and and nothing else came from it. At that point, you know the this was this was out of. This was out of anger at this point. Mm, this, this, this wasn't, this wasn't, uh, I kind of almost feel sorry because this was a, a, a reincarnation of my molestation. Mm. So this wasn't, and I don't even know if we ever talked about this. Nah, think, what, think, who was you angry at? I don't, the guy? I, I was, no, no, I was angry at my uncle. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so this was a, Put your face into the wall, hand around your neck, like jamming you up till ain't no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't a passionate situation. This was a more of a freedom situation for me, mm. you know. And um, so it was. It was. It was. It wasn't good. I mean, it was good. But it wasn't good as far as how I reacted in that moment because in that moment, this was just me identifying with something that I had fought for so long. So it was like I, in one sense I was taking the L mm-hmm. and in another sense I was freeing myself. So you was banging her out in an aggressive, angry way. Oh, definitely. And definitely. And and in tears all at the same time, mm. like it was, it was, it it wasn't, it w- you know that's that's what I do remember, you know, and like I say, this is one one of the moments that's I guess kind of traumatic, mm. you know. So I guess that's why when I'm even, I mean, even as you ask the question, it's still replaying in my mind, yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, now I remember, you know, everything about this as I'm talking about it, you know. So, so you were uh, hurting. In the oh, situation. Yeah, ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, so it Yeah, ain't no doubt and about it. And so her pos- her position is she's getting fucked by a guy who is hurting, by a guy who is um trying to heal his trauma through sex. Mm-hmm. Uh if, if, if trying to heal his trauma through sex. And what's funny that you say that because it's um I was having a conversation um, with these guys and, um, you know, they didn't know I was a trans woman and we just was kind of like on the bus and we was talking. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, they were talking and I was listening and chiming in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys was like, when, when, you know, him and his homeboys is having problems, the, um, you know, like a dude come to him, come to him. His homeboy come say, "Man, I'm depressed as fuck. I don't. I feel like shit." Da 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 da. He's talking about uh, how he got problems. Da 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 da. He was like, most niggas' response is, "Man, get you some pussy and calm down. Yeah, get you yeah. some pussy and mm-hmm. just relax. Go take whatever. Get smoke something. Da 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 da. It'll do it. It'll do it. So, so to me, what that's telling me is a guy's use pussy, sex, mm-hmm. as therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's oh, the ain't case, no, ain't no doubt about that. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, if that's yeah, the yeah. case, then that a release, 
can can be dangerous. Like, cause there could be some unstable motherfuckers. You particularly in that mm-hmm. situation. You said you was crying in the middle of a situation. Yeah. So if you were, that, but you are semi-stable. What if this was a person who was not stable and they were exploring it and it made them snap? Yeah. And kill her. Yeah. Which could have happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because in, in that moment. The narrative would have been, this is a tranny prostitute. Yeah. And this was a trick gone bad. Yeah. But that wasn't the truth. No, not at all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what the narrative, That's they would have used her boy name. They would have mm-hmm. used so many things. And everybody would have thought, oh, she just would have been. She. Everybody would have thought, oh, she, this is the life she chose. Da 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 da. Not knowing any of the yeah. details about the situation. Not no background from no it. No background yeah. of how this was. This was just a hookup, like normal people do. Yeah. And it turned violent and turned ugly. Yeah. And that could that a lot. I, me personally, I have not been in a violent situation, but I've had niggas on my bed, and they just get emotional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. randomly like what the fuck am I doing mm-hmm. and it would be after the fact yeah. <laughs> of course the, 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 the moment of clarity <laughs> yes. yeah, when you bust that nut that's the moment of clarity yeah and <laughs> then I gotta sit here and be a fucking therapist in the middle of I, bitch I need you to get the fuck out so I can yeah. have this client come you, you just busted your nut too <laughs> you right. Sometimes, no, yeah. no time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've had clients do it. I've had dudes that I was just hooking up to it. Um, I've had, and I and I responded in different ways. I've I responded in ways that were of compassion, and sometimes I respond like, "Nigga, I ain't got time for this shit." Like, yeah. yo, yeah. you know, get you a therapist. I'm not that. Yeah. Like, well, you yeah. came over here for a hookup. We we hooked up. Come on, yeah. Get your shit, put your shoes on, yeah, and, and, and peace out. Man up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get some hair on your chest and say, man up. Same with your chest. Same <laughs> with your chest. So, <laughs> so I've had that situation and I didn't realize it until I, not not that I didn't realize I thought it, but until the dude actually came out and said it out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, you know, this is, you know, we sometimes we don't know how to deal with situations. Just like we don't know how to talk about shit. So yeah. We can't talk about shit without being judged with um, shit. We can't even, nowadays, you can't even, um, I think I see some meme about some nigga talk about he don't wa- he don't wipe his ass because what touching his ass is gay. <laughs> that's really extreme, but it seems like every little thing that a nigga do is oh that's gay or whatever. You, you, know, you know what I figured out about all this as I as I see this social media thing going on. The cat that's extremely extremely you you probably already know this, but the the cat that's extremely homophobic. He the main one that's gay. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, that's that's the cat that's fighting the hardest, trying to hide and yeah. trying to put on the show. Yeah, peacock I mean, feathers. Yeah, this this cat here, I be and I you you can easily identify him. Mm-hmm. So if a, if if somebody really think that okay, I, if they calculating on how they touch their ass and you wanna, you know, uh, uh, verbalize that. Yeah, you 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 probably that cat that's that that really wants something in your ass, you know. Saying nine times out of ten, and see, when when they homophobic, they like they really get on all four, mm-hmm. and not only that, they open up their ass for anybody, mm-hmm. anything. Oh no, I th- I think that there is levels to it. I think that there are people who 
are just fucking messy and don't know how to mind their business. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are some people who did, they are taught to be this way. They are yeah. taught to respond to homosexuality this way. And it's not necessarily because they're homosexual. Sometimes, yes, I have, I know guys who will back when I was in high school and in college who will see me coming and fag me down. This faggot, this tranny faggot, this tranny, this she male, this he she. And as soon as you walk around the corner, soon as they catch me by myself, they are so nice, so sweet. Ready. What's up, what room you in? Ready. Da, 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 ready. <laughs> and so, yes, I, I, I've experienced it, but I also have experienced guys who, who don't fuck around. That mm. this is just how I was taught by my family, by my peers, to respond to homosexuality. Yeah. And this is it's wrong or this is just uh, to me it's wrong but they don't feel like this is wrong this is what happens um when you homosexual we can ridicule you we mm-hmm. can do this and there will not be any consequence for it if i want to beat you up if i want to bully you there will not be any consequence for it because you know this is how society is yeah and they're going to blame you and, and at that time i i want to say it was a time that that was acceptable i mean not mm-hmm. this day and age I don't believe that by no means that's acceptable. I mean, uh, shit, it's a lot of it's a lot of power in that community, you know. True be told, you know. Um, on a political level, I th- I can see some type of power. Yes, I see something. I, some geogra- changes happening geographically. Where, where Definitely, you're like if you're yeah. New York, yeah, yeah. If you you know, yeah, Atlanta, San Francisco, you know, geographically, yeah. depending on where you're at, you, I mean, there's a lot of power because there's so much in numbers. Mm-hmm. But for that know. one little person in Boscaloosa, Louisiana, <laughs> or that person in Grenada, Mississippi, or they out of there. Pine Bluff, Arkansas, yeah, they, they you know, you don't they, have they no stand, power in that Yeah, person. they stand a, a piss poor chance. Yeah, it's you like know. you, they, you know. they, they almost have to hide in, in, the, in, in, area, in places like that. And and just because, of, like you said, the mentality of the people and how we're raised, right? Um, of 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 that being so, you know, even where I'm from, New Orleans, I mean, it's acceptable, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's 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 numbers, you know, and it's major numbers, you know. And so, depending on where you're at, but then, like you say, Bugaloosa is maybe mm-hmm. an hour, an right. hour up the street, All you know right. what I'm saying? So, but that same place, they might be hung from a tree. Right. You know, and that's and that's really not being harsh. That's really reality. Right. You know, uh, so, yeah. So that is the truth. That mm-hmm. That is a true statement. Yeah, definitely. So you went from, you know, your molestation, the trauma of that, to hiding it, hiding these feelings that you might have had to explore something mm-hmm. and, you know, overcompensating it with the female body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exploring mm-hmm. and using the female body. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had a, coming from that, of course, you're going to transfer that use and objectification to the trans woman, mm-hmm. except now you're adding the healing from this trauma of molestation to the situation. Yeah. So you got the, okay, I'm accustomed to using women for their bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but now with you, I'm exploring this trauma and mm-hmm. I'm trying to heal myself through, through sex and through this trauma, and now you're gonna get the brunt of it. So I'm gonna choke you. I'm gonna fuck you. Da 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 da. Yeah. So once that happens, what's next? Next is a journey of, of of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, next is a journey of 
really evaluating myself um, as an individual, as as a son, as a father, as because uh, in this process man. you you get married and you have children. Yeah, yeah. So you know this this is a moment of 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 just uh, evaluating and growing myself because at this point, you know. Um, one one thing I, I realized about me is that I'm very intuitive of myself. You know, walking in truth at mid mid twenties became something very important to me. Um, became something that was, you know, it got to the point where I would say to myself, "Man, I ain't lying for no pussy no more." I mean, what I'm, I ain't about to play no games with you. Look, I want to fuck. You know, I mean, is we, if we do we gonna fuck or we not gonna fuck? Right. But I'm telling you, this is what I want to do. You know, so things like that started to become okay. I realized that I'd rather be truthful in who I am and stand up for who I am as an individual than live a lie my whole life, because I've seen the pastor who was gay when I was coming up hang himself. Right. I seen kids who were gay at that time commit suicide. I've seen that with my own eyes in my own community. And so me reflecting, you know, as we get older, we reflect on our past more and more. Right. And so it was like, okay, dudes, you need to walk in truth rather than to live a lie. And so that became my whole journey. That became my whole purpose is to figure out who I was, figure out if I was able to accept who I am and continue to walk, grow, and learn. Mm -hmm. And and that's just what it became. And so as, as time went on, this is, this is what it was. So that sounds like where you're at now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, what, how, where were you in '07? In '07, when we met. Oh shit! In '07, I didn't even know um, terms at that mm -hmm. point. I mean, I, I pretty much learned all that from you. You know what? What these different things was of because I think initially you thought I was a, a tranny chaser or whatever. Yeah, that's that. what I call him. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? What what is that? I you have a friend. Like, he says, I, I wish you would stop calling me a tranny chaser because I only fuck with bad bitches, so I'm a tranny connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's what he said. <laughs> I like nigga. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nigga. <laughs> and he hates it because I call him my stain. What is that? So I pride myself on most of the dudes that I fuck with are kind of a little bit exclusive. Yeah. They yeah. ain't got a bunch of bitches on their list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in I'm in that number. I'm uh, in that number. He he's one of them ones that got a lot of bitches on his list and he eased in on me yeah. because at the time that we were um that we were hooking up, um I was still green. Mm -hmm. This is like oh four shit. Mm -hmm. I was uh, at the time, like at in at this time, I hadn't even had sex, but like maybe like 
I only had sex with like three people at the time. So I had sex when I lost my virginity at 16. Mm -hmm. Didn't have sex anymore until I was 18. Didn't have sex anymore until I was 23. (laughs) So at the time when I met him, I was like 24. I had a boyfriend, so me and him was fucking all the time. Yeah. But, um... We, we meeting on the internet and it just once I broke up with my boyfriend it was like oh well now I'm exploring and yeah, exploring yeah. what I like and yeah. he was one of the ones that um did all the stuff yeah 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 <laughs> he, he was ready he right was ready. so he did all the stuff he sucked your peas he been over he he did everything he wanted it all <laughs> yeah he wanted it all and so I was like okay well let's have but he still was like a regular old you know yeah he was like he was from pa and philly was he was like a philly nigga and he yeah. was like you know just a regular dude and i was like god you cool so plus he was funny as fuck and i like guys with personality so yeah yeah so we and uh we hooked up and it was fun and you know i told him i wouldn't go fuck with him no more because he was um like you a train chasing. I ain't fucking with you like that yeah, i don't like yeah. niggas like that i don't like niggas that can have that can say they fucked with Diamond Styles that ain't got some kind of exclusive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just ain't never been, you know, I don't know. It's my, just my hang up or regard. So I call him my stain. Like you the stain on my, <laughs> my cloth of exclusivity. <laughs> like I don't want you. And so, but we, he's been my friend since like 04. And um, he's still somebody that I, um, that is like a confidant. Like I, I talk to him about stuff and, you know, he is definitely somebody who put me up on a lot of game about shit because mm-hmm. um, uh, because of his honesty and because of um, how he engages with trans women because he knew we couldn't fuck around no more. He was real honest about his engagement with trans women. Yeah. And so he shared how stuff that girls that he wanted to have a relationship with, how they was on some fuck shit, and then girls he didn't want to have a relationship with, um, you know, just did that, but he just wanted to fuck her. She had a fat ass. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he just was really honest. And it was, it was, it was a, a way I could see how a guy like himself maneuvers mm-hmm. and um, things that they're, that they do and ways to, you know, just watching how a predator catches their prey. Yeah. Especially yeah. as I can pay attention if I'm the prey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely. It it grew me up, and so when I met you, I was going through not a like I didn't know niggas when I met you. I, knew, I definitely knew how niggas were, mm-hmm. um, but I was going through a growing up of myself where um, my mom had um, you know my mom has a, a drug abuse problem so I was coming out of a situation with her where I was coming to Houston I was homeless and I was grinding and I was just trying to be like you know your mom don't owe you nothing you grown and you need to get on your own feet yeah you know yeah. so that's what I did Houston became my home that I became a grown woman and a part of becoming a grown woman is know how to respect yourself and know what you are willing to take and what you're willing to not take and what yeah. you're willing to deal with what you're not willing to deal with and having honest conversation, like you just said, yeah. when, you know, if you just want to fuck this nigga, everybody ain't meant to be your man. Yeah. Everybody ain't meant to be your man. And I am not um, unsusceptible to 
this I this movie like romance that women dream about. So mm-hmm. that was I had to grow out of out of that knowing that that wasn't realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um not saying that I still don't want that level of something, but I had to grow out that you are a trans woman. It is going to be difficult for you to find a man that is man and strong enough to deal with what comes with, with, a trans woman. with being with a trans woman along with all the shit you need as a woman, not just as a trans woman, but as a woman. Th- th- you need him to be your equal. He needs to respect you. He can't be on no patriarchal shit. He can't be on no sexist shit. He gotta have a job. He gotta, you know, the basic shit that a man yeah. needs. He gotta yeah. be, he gotta, he, he gotta be a man's man. Right. He gotta align with what you think a man should do. Yeah. Where yeah. as far as if should he provide, should he, do, yeah. is it equal? Is 50 50? However yeah. you feel like your standards of man, the basic stuff. And then add on top of that a dude who has his mental mental shit together enough to deal with what is going to come with being with a trans woman. Yeah. So I had to be realistic about that. So my 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 goal, my um my strategy in dealing with men is to be honest about what I want. So when I hooked up with you, it was about I like this guy. I like him. He's attractive. His dick is too fucking big. <laughs> too damn big, but, you know, it's nice to play with. <laughs> oh, I <love> this. <laughs> but I like him. He's cool. He's, um, you know, I like your personality. So I was like, okay, well, I don't think he's at no level that I need him to be on in regards to something serious. But this can be my male friend. Yeah. You know, so we started, started off cool, (laughs) 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 but we started to have some, to me, now we, we're going to, this is where we're going to disagree on, on the show. And I want you to explain your position too. Yeah. Um, We started to have a disagreement in our rules of engagement. Cause like I said, I laid it all out. I said, Hey, I don't want it to just be on no sex shit. Mm -hmm. So, because if that's the case, we could have just hooked up and I stopped fucking with you. And, you know, because this sounds like some client shit. So, at first, he was all good. He would come. You know, we went to the movies. He would come. we hang out and do some stuff outside of the house. Yeah. But then it turned into maybe like once a month. He'll hit me up. Oh, I'm by your house. Can I come through? Oh, I'm going to be around your way. Can I come through? Oh, it's... 10, 11 o'clock at night. Can I come through? No other kind of situation. And I'm like, um, now I laid out. <laughs> I laid out what I wanted from you. And you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Now you have turned it into, you know, at this point you were single. Mm-hmm. You know, you wasn't, you wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have each other on each on our Facebook, so I'm seeing this nigga hanging out playing space, yeah, hanging yeah. out over here doing all these fun little hangouts. So it ain't like you ain't got no time to be doing some fun shit, mm-hmm. cause you mm-hmm. out doing something. And I ain't the type that I want to be around you all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> you you're not holding up your end of the bargain, and so that became problematic for me. So. 
Okay, but like I said, this is the problem is I'm human. Mm-hmm. Um, I have sexual needs. Mm-hmm. How my mind is set up, I like to have sex with people I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so say that I'm pissed off that he ain't hit me up, but then, well, that he ain't wanted to do normal people stuff and then two months go by he randomly hits me mm-hmm. and in that moment I'm horny so yeah. it's kind of pissing me off because I am horny but I'm like Ugh. yeah, I'm still doing I'm, he's still not doing his end of the bargain but I'm horny in this moment so I'm but about to be like got good time. Right. That nigga got good time. he got some good time <laughs> so I play we'll have our fun at the end, I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I regret this situation. But what I started to do is I stopped letting him have these bullshit conversations with me. So like he had been doing, mm-hmm. he would hit me up and have these conversations where I'm being his fucking therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it would piss me off because motherfucker... Now I got to go back to being your therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you ain't giving me what I asked for out of the situation. Okay? Yeah. So you ain't giving me what I asked for out of the situation. And now the rules of engagement has has changed. You, you're not giving me anything, but you're still forcing me in a situation. Not forcing me, but putting me in a situation where... I'm being your therapist, I'm being your fuck buddy, and I'm not getting anything that I want out of the situation. And getting a nut out of the situation is not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he responds with... That's not the case. Mm-hmm. And know, what else? Uh, the things and what you felt, mm-hmm. I didn't view it in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because... I felt as if, okay, well, I didn't already, I don't want to say prove to you, but I've shown you that I'm not ashamed to be out in public with you. I didn't shown that I'm not afraid to. But you know to, that to wasn't about you proving I, to me. I, I, I feel like I'm a attractive person. I feel I like I'm a passable person. And, 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 and I, I, I didn't need you to prove it. Go ahead. I agree. But but it's it's like like I said you know I felt as if like okay well you already know I will go out with you it's just that at, at, at this moment you know I had moments in that in that time frame that I'm I'm somewhere for a job for a year or I'm going to this place and then when I come back in town you know my time was limited to do this that and like yeah I would have a little spade game here but it would be okay well let me go take care of that. And I'm going to play and have a little fun, but then I'm going back out of town. You know, so it wasn't always that I was actually here um, to be able to do whatever at the end of that moment. So when we did spend time major, because it was a point where we was we were spending some 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 good time together. So it's not good. Two. Two. Huh? We went out like twice. In one month. I'm not talking about just the going out, though. I'm talking mm-hmm. about actually um, a continual process of Right, of, of and this was the two other. in that process of like a month and a half. No. <laughs> yes. 
Your recollection is definitely not my recollection. <laughs> Two times in a month and a half. We went, we went out about twice. We hooked up sexually in those situations a few times. But as far as us going out doing something... And and I'm but not a girl all, that you that gotta go out twine, and spend money. Da, da, da. A lot. One of the times we went out, it, went, it was free. We went out fucking hiking on some shit. <laughs> and I think I had just came in town. I was just come in town for that time. I don't know, but yeah. I know this all was in the same sphere of the time period, and then it turned into every couple of months, a month, two months, three months ago by. And that's what it was. And that would be cool. But he wouldn't hit me up on some, um, hey, yo, let's go out to dinner. Let's go out to, um, let's go out and do this or whatever. He would hit me up. Oh, it's 2 in the morning. Can I come through? I feel like tasting you. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> so, you know, so that wasn't. That wasn't what I signed up for. But all that was all intertwined, okay? Yeah, like, but... Everything, it, it wasn't a... This was all to, in, 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 in together, you know? So it wasn't a... It was a go out. Okay, we were spending a couple of nights at the house, tasting you, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, and, and enjoying every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to going out again. Then we coming back in town and we doing our thing. And so that that kind of was with the wavelength of what it was on at that point. It wasn't a on purpose thing where I'm saying, Oh, well, you know what, I'm not gonna take her out, or I'm not gonna do this or do that or do the other. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know. Not from my standpoint, at least. You know, right. that wasn't that wasn't the intention on what I had tried to do. So I want to explain my my situation that I was in. So I was in the I was in the 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 problem was I'm single, and I'm in a situation where I'm not getting what I want out of the situation that I agreed to. So, but he's not doing anything wrong, like wrong in the sense of where I can be like angry, like. You know, like angry about um, other than that part. I can be angry about you not holding up your end of the bargain, but I, he wasn't doing anything wrong in regard that I can just be like, nigga, I'm gonna stop fucking with you. Yeah, um, but that, that's also I think because we had established something before this, before we actually had sex, mm-hmm. we had already established a rapport with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't just like it's not. Simple way, I'm going to just say, you know what, I ain't fucking with Diamond no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She said something that offended me, so I'm going to say, fuck her. Nah, that's not the case. Right. You know, because cause things had already been established where you had already said some fucked up shit to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, we didn't already had our spats, so it was it was enough longevity to say, well, you know what, this is something worth holding on to. And so that's my standpoint on, on the whole situation. And so in my that wasn't where I was. Where I was was, is this something worth holding on to mm-hmm. since I'm not getting some what I want out of the situation? Mm-hmm. What I wanted was a male friend. I can hang out with till I find somebody to mm-hmm. be with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since he ain't on the level to be with. Mm-hmm. So 
that, that for me is like, is this worth it? Like, am I am I being used? Am I am I um no? And but that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so I, you know, you say no, and you say this is just how I am. Oh, and his line was um, one time he was like, this um this is how I treat women. Now yeah. remember what we just talked about how he treat women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, and that's and that's really reality. And and that's you know? cool, but yeah. uh, you know this. I'm I'm not women. I'm Diamond Styles. So <laughs> you, if if we're gonna if you're gonna treat me like that, then okay, then you're changing the rules of engagement. Engage, yeah. So I have to respond in a certain way. <laughs> I understand. But it never it never was as 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 we're talking. I mean, it never was that. I'm just. Nah, you know this. This is somebody, because I think I've already established from uh, uh, from action and from verbal telling you and showing you that I care for you. Um, I think I've always established that our friendship meant something. Okay, you know, well so let me. That's what you think. Let, let me tell you what I think. I think you have established that you care for me in the way that you can. Huh? In the way that you, I think you love me in a way that you know how to love me. I don't think it's the way that I want to be loved. Okay, okay. I, I think that it's in the way that that you know how, I guess. Yeah, That's the and, best way I can put it. I don't, and by no means do I disagree with that. You know, um, by no means. I, I I agree with that a hundred percent. I I and I have to make the decision. Is this okay or not? And that's that's where the hard part is because you have you're a cool guy. You are a cool guy in regards to. You know, I like you. You're a cool person, but. You know, this ain't where I wanted it to be in um, ten years. Yeah, <laughs> this ain't where I wanted Damn, it to be. It's, it's really been not in no, um, and it wasn't about no um, relationship shit. But so now you are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you told your girlfriend about me. I did. Why? Because that piece is important. Why? Um, I really feel like. There's too many people of the same walking around. And there's too many people that's hiding behind. And and, and, and one thing I want to, you know, um, put straight for the record, I don't identify myself as bisexual. I don't identify myself as, none, I, I identify myself as a straight man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look at as, as, as as weird as it may be or as weird as it may sound, I look at you and view you as a woman. Um, and I think I've told you that once before. So I don't look at you as... So this as is going to be a difficult question. Go ahead. But I want you to explain it. Oh, Lord. Okay. So <sighs> we've done a lot of things <laughs> sexually. We have. And everybody knows that I don't have a sex change. This is true. You know what I have between my legs. You have been very intimate with it. I've been very intimate with yours. Mm -hmm. And 
how can you and I I fully agree with you so I'm just asking the question for somebody who may be out of our situation uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think of myself as a woman mm-hmm. my body parts are my womanly body parts this is just how I this is how I get off mm-hmm. <laughs> and we know I'm a trans woman that's not a that's not it's not a delusion like that we mm-hmm. I'm just a certain type of trans I'm a, I'm a certain type of woman okay. and so with for me how I think about it is this is what I was given. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when I'm in a sexual situation with somebody, I use what I got to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is what I got, so I got to use this to nut. And okay. so in order for somebody to please me, they have to engage with it for mm-hmm. me to nut. Mm-hmm. So it does not have any merit on my identity because mm-hmm. I'm still a woman. But um, So I agree with you. But somebody listening, and this is just not me and you talking. This is yeah. a show, and somebody's listening. Yeah, How can you engage with my penis, mm-hmm. knowing that that is a male body part, mm-hmm. um, very different from a vagina? Mm-hmm. How can you engage with my penis and still have the mindset that you are straight? Because for me... Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't view it as a difficult question because it's once again, it's my truth. Mm-hmm. For me, I strictly view you as a woman. I'm not. There is no other. I mean, I know we are identifying trans woman. When I'm looking at you in your face right now, this very second, <laughs> I see a woman. Period. So. I don't view myself as nothing but that, um, as a straight man, you know, um, because, and, and even when I go a step further, I mean, my my list is very short of my encounters. I don't even know all the terms of what's what. I've never been to this spot, that spot, the next spot. So for me, I'm very limited. I don't have a long list. I can identify anyone who I've been with, even a person who was the first person. Just don't remember, you know, the situation. But trust me, I've had the same number since 1999. All the same numbers are still on my phone. It's there. You know, I can identify with who's who. So um, am I too loud? Um, so I'm saying all that to say um, it's easy for me you know, um, to identify myself as a, as a straight man. And I'm very masculine, very dominant, um, pretty much of an alpha male. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I never viewed myself as, as nothing but myself. You know, um, would, I, would I be okay with, with identifying myself as, as something else? Yeah, because once again, as, as we go, when we talk about the, the, you know, when I continue on having a girl at this point and all that, uh, I, I can view myself as something else, but I don't. Mm-hmm. If if society decided to put me in whatever category, oh. okay, that's fine from a society standpoint. But for me, because I can't I'm control a, how a, you see me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, now if I'm if I'm going and, and this is this is me. If I'm going around and I'm I'm tooting up and I'm with this one and that one and I'm staying with this man and, and, 
and this trans, and that, that's a whole different ball game. Mm. But that's not my truth. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've been approached a lot of times. I mean, um, you By know. men? Yeah. I mean, where, where they got their little inklings of, of letting you know, you know, not so straightforward because when I'm out and about, I'm not, I don't just look like a dude that a dude is going to approach. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm or not just like a, one. yeah. So, so it'll be situation, but because my personality is, uh, I don't even want to say friendly, but I'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I have no ramifications. Oh my God, he's gay. Let me walk the other way. So when I walk by the gay man, hey man, how you doing? When I walk by the little girl, hey little girl, how you doing? When I walk by the woman, say la mama, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have no no ramifications on who I'm going to be courteous to. Right. So, but sometimes when you're speaking to individuals with my personality being what it is, they can look at that as you're flirting. Right. You see what I'm saying? So naturally, if I'm having a full-blown conversation with a gay man, Oh, he's like, oh, this dude's into me. No, I'm being courteous because you're here, I'm here. We're having a conversation that's two people. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't see whether you gay, whether you straight, whether I see a person. Right. You see what I'm saying? I'm having a conversation with a person. And so, but that gives people, and especially where you're at, depending on where you're at geographically, you know, that gives people, oh my God, he's, he's you know, he's giving me my window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I shut that shit down immediately. Like, nah, you a person. Hey, how you doing? And you know, I I, I drive for a living, and I've I've picked up uh, certain individuals, and I'll never forget this one guy. We had a we had an awesome conversation, and by the end, he was like, "Well, I, I know you know that I'm a I'm a gay man, and we we just had this awesome conversation, and." You know, I just would like to know if it's okay that I call you. And I was like, no, but it's not okay. But I I did have, it was a great conversation. You know, but that's what two people do. You know, we we have conversation. You're in my vehicle at this point. I mean, I don't, I I think it's the weirdest thing in the world just to be silent. You know, it's, it's strange. You not know, for so me. If you my driver, don't talk to me. Yeah, no, I, I have, I have full blown, full blown conversation. You know, because in that moment, I'm probably somebody's therapist. Mm. You know, and in that moment, you know, it, it, it's crazy because you'll be, you'll be more honest with a stranger than what you will be with people you that can't is know. True. You know, so. So when people are opening up to you, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Right. And because I do have, of course, I'm not exposing my hand, but at the same time, I'm listening and can identify with what you're going through, so I can, I can talk about that with you, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, it's been many situations like that. And you turned them down immediately. So, what made you tell your girl? Let's go back to that. Okay. Um, what made me tell my girl is the fact of because you didn't tell your wife. No. Right. No. So this I, is, I didn't have this the, is a new you. This yeah. is definitely a yeah. new you because yeah. I you know I know you when you was with your wife and yeah. that wasn't something that yeah. was discussed. My, my wife did not know. Yeah. She did not know, and um, you know, looking back on that, that's what made me tell my girl. 
Because he didn't want to go it's into the, the it's relationship. The, exactly. I feel like I feel like any person you should have. They have the right to choose. Mm. You know, if if you any person that that uh, pussy isn't new, um, you you got the experience of doing things. As I said to you before, you shouldn't have to lie for no pussy. So it, it goes to the to the point of like your integrity. What do you stand for as a person? You know, who are you as an individual? And it got to the point where I felt like anyone who I'm dealing with definitely on a serious level deserves the right to choose me for me. And that comes with everything that comes with me. And so it's just the right thing to do. It came down to the fact of this is the right thing to do. I'm not about to live my life in no hiding. I'm not about to have this big elephant in the room and I'm married to you, laying on side you, sleeping with you every day. But here it is. I'm going to the other room to watch trans porn after I finish sleeping with you because I still have this extra urge. Mm. And, and, and now I have an urge that I can't even talk to you about. I can't even have a conversation. So I'm still, I might as well still be by myself. Mm. I might as well still be alone if I'm still going to carry on as if I'm alone. So I felt like I needed to express that to her to understand, you know. Um, and, and she asked me, she said, she said to me, she said, were so. Were you nervous oh, when you were first time? Oh, was I? So nervous. Mm. Because I'm exposing my hand. Right. Is there, and a, I'm, is there and a, I'm exposing, a fear there? Like I, well, nervous means there's some type of fear there. But what kind of, what kind of fear of response did you think could happen what was the negative most negative the most negative is that she's gonna think that i'm a gay man mm -hmm. you know and 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 that was the the most negative thing that you know was like okay well she gonna think oh man it's so gay nigga you know i'm not messing what's wrong with, with being gay nothing is wrong with being gay but something is wrong with being gay to me mm -hmm. you see not nothing okay. is wrong overall from an overall standpoint of being gay uh, but to me, the label is wrong to you. Yeah, for you. Yeah, the label gotcha. is wrong for me. You know, but nothing from a. I mean, I got shoot, the sister that I love, mm -hmm. cherish, is lesbian. Never been with a guy in her life. Well, you know, it's the difference between lesbians and gay males. From from in society standpoint, yeah, yeah in society, Definitely. but but still, not when she came out. Mm, she right. came out in a time where it wasn't acceptable. Now society says that that's okay, mm -hmm. you know. But it was one point that no, that wasn't behind closed doors. Yeah, that was great, you know. But out in the open, no, mm -hmm. that that wasn't nothing. That was cool. So you told her, and what was her response? Her response was okay, you know. Um, that's different. Her, that's, but not, not different, you know, because that's the crazy part. The difference to her was the fact that I actually told her. Mm. The difference wasn't that this wasn't something that was going on. Because I'm, I'm sure every woman, of course, they've been with a brother that's on a down low or they've been with a brother that's um, doing things or whatever. And you, you, can, you can tell. You can tell the brothers that's doing whatever. So I'm pretty sure that she's been with someone that's doing probably the fool. 
but never actually expressed that to her. It's always in a woman's mind. It's always, is he? You know, oh, he, he chewed it up a certain kind of way. I wonder, that don't look too heterosexual. <laughs> you know, movements, movements for women is, is what makes them feel, okay, is this a man's man or is this someone who's kind of stuck in between? Is this, you know, or whatever it may be. I remember I just seen, a, we talking about memes, I seen somebody that say, if you eat pussy with your ass cocked up, you gay. <laughs> I seen that too. Okay, but if so, when you eat pussy, it say you have to be in the sniper position. You can't have your ass cocked up, or you get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just stuff like that. But but that just shows you the mindset. Some people really think that, and they're stupid. You know, I mean, reality, they really yeah. stupid, really yeah. stupid. But it's really a thought. Yeah. You know, so uh, so I said all that to say that that people really feel uh, she that that she probably been with someone who is bisexual or whatever the case may be. Uh, so for me to express that to her from day one, I didn't even let her enter into uh, the situation Not without me, yeah, without me saying this is who I am. So <laughs> conversation number one, this was our conversation. Mm. You know, um, this is who I am. We were talking about, um, do you watch Insecure? No, 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 no. Okay, so that's a, the new show out that everybody talk about is bomb, so you should watch it. And if you're not, you ain't shit. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a real good show. But one one of the characters, her name is Molly, and she was dating this guy. And the guy, they were sharing secrets with each other. She was saying her secret, how she messed around with a girl in college. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sharing different secrets because they was kind of in the beginning stages of them dating. They had fucked and you know they just eating dinner together and they just talking about stuff at, mm-hmm. at they at his house and so he comes out and tell her that um he got his dick sucked by a dude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he was like kind of just happened he had been drinking and um it happened and he was like mm, this ain't really for me yeah but i did it and i just kind of i'm just telling you just being honest with you yeah and she was like in 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 his face, she was like, "Oh, okay," but when she got back to her homegirls, it was like, "What? This nigga just told me he got his dick sucked by a dude." Yeah. And they, uh, the girls, had a conversation about it, and one of the girls was like, "You know what, well, girl? What? At least he was being honest. Like, at least he told you." Yeah. And then yeah. one of the girls was like, oh, I, I, you know, everybody had their own perspective yeah. about how Definitely. to respond to it, and Definitely. you know, it set the internet on fire everybody was talking about it and it was like what like why would you know and i would have did this and and you know it just was an interesting conversation so it's good that you know i would i would i would want to know i would really want to know how what she thought about it i know she's not gonna i I think her way of responding was really mature yeah you know it's really really mature and i think for a black woman, because she's gorgeous. She's a yeah. gorgeous, thick, plus-size brown woman. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, she, for a black woman, that was a positive, mature response. And I, when you told me that, I was like, part of me was annoyed, but part of me was like, yes, bitch, that's mm-hmm. how you respond to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So part of me was annoyed because you were telling, in my mind at first, I was like, why are you telling my business to bitches that i don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) like 
you know, because if I told your business to some motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I fuck with him. Yeah, we had a cool relationship and da 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 da. So mm-hmm. to people you don't know, mm-hmm. then even us recording this, you like, oh, can you change my voice? Because we're gonna do the voice changer thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was like, if I did this to you, mm-hmm. it it would have been a betrayal of our trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like in that moment, it was like, why are you telling my business? Because I've been in situations where I've gotten fired for jobs. Because some guy told somebody my business that he thought was cool. And sometimes it's not necessarily they're being messy. Like this situation, I don't think you were being messy. Like, yeah. oh, I just want to tell a trendy's business. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. It just was, I thought that this was a safe situation. And he thought that it was a safe situation. And she, I don't think she was malicious, but she saw me out somewhere. And he had showed her my picture so she knew who I was. And she told who she was with what I was. Yeah, yeah. And that person went and spread it, and it just spread, and it got me fired. Yeah, yeah. So many situations where, you know, I'm unsafe if my tea is out. Yeah, yeah. So now, but this was when I was younger, and I felt like living stealth was the best way to be safe. Um, Now I'm older. I'm more out there. Um, I still don't like talk about it at work. I still don't. Um, but in the beginning I was like, oh my God, why you tell my business? But then when I thought about it and thought about, this is your business too. Mm-hmm. So there is a, you, I, I had to let be like, well, this is him sharing his truth in this new relationship th- that he's in. Yeah. And I think it's fair. I think it's, um, understandable. I think it's honest. I think it, it's good for you. Mm-hmm to do that so I a part of me was like Ugh. but then a part of me was like good job and then once yeah. you told me her response I was like yes I, I really enjoyed yeah. um that she responded how she did yeah yeah she was really she was really open to it you know uh, really open to listening because once again this was also something new for her mm-hmm. you know this was also a situation she's never been in um neither so she was like you know that's that's what's up you know i respect you more for for telling me than anything you have just created a whole different dialogue a whole different path in our relationship Mm -hmm. you know but once again i've been down the path of not telling the individual that i was with anything in this change, did I play yeah. a part in that change? Of course, I'm, so? I'm a major part because just putting it for what for for how you identify, you was my therapist. Mm. You know, you were the sole person that my growth was with. You know, from being able to just bounce ideas off of, or just being able to tell you something, you'd be like, "Huh? Well, what if this, 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 and this?" And I'd be like. And I might not even say nothing at the moment, but I'll be thinking like, huh, okay, I wonder, mm. you know? And so so I'm out here growing niggas up, taking them from yeah. the song Cry Jay-Z to the 44, yeah. <laughs> 444 Jay-Z. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's a good way of identifying it, you know? But, but I would like to think that I was there. I mean, we're talking about 10 years at this point, yeah. you know? So I would like to think I was there even from a, a, a change in you, because at the point when we initially started talking, 
you know, like you said, you were doing your thing where, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the for the money and all. And now I see a whole nother person, you know, out here grinding every day, working mm-hmm. and, and, and doing a thing. You know, I, I, I think you've been too. I think you've been here about seven. Yeah, seven years. Here? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. It's it's been a it's it's been a good minute, you know, that you've been holding. I mean, so I mean, you know, just just that I, I would like to think that somewhat it, it, it's been a journey together, you know, because I've seen growth in you also. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. um even even from the standpoint of how our conversation go, you know, and and the movements of our conversation, you know, everything it's been pleasant for, for, for quite some time, you know. Uh, of course, like I say, once again, but it's good we had a little ugly too, you know, because we didn't have our spats, yeah. you know. Uh, but it once again, it, it's, it's been a good journey. And uh, along that journey, I've been able to grow into accepting my truth, mm-hmm. you know, and not, what's up? And not, and not having to, not having to hide uh, who I am. Mm. You know, from from the individual that I care about, you know, is this public business? No, of course not. This ain't this ain't for the world. You know, um, me being out there is not for the world. But the person, the individual that I care for, is their right to know who I am inside and out, and it's my right to live my life truthfully. You know, and not have to hide from the individual that you. It, it's crazy. How can an individual actually say that they love them? How can an individual actually express love without being truthful? Mm. You know, because you're you are open. Yeah, because you're not really truthful with who you are. Or sharing, or sharing my intimacy, or sharing the ways that I explore intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, giving them a right to choose to want to explore with you. Isn't that what um, Arthur, Arthur Kitt said? She was like, you know, yeah, I want to fall in love with myself and I want to find somebody to share it with. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and exactly. so it's, it's like that. It's like, you know, I'm growing into this a person who is accepting myself. Mm-hmm. I did my work. I did my therapy. I've did what I needed to do, um, asked the right questions, and here I am as a grown adult man being honest about who I am, Uh expressing that to you in an honest way, and and I'm giving you a choice. Do you want to go on this ride with me, on this journey with me, or, you know, not? And if not, we can move on and be friends, da-da-da-da. Yeah. But I know that I gave you the choice, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And and I can wake up every morning and know. Ain't no secrets. I, I ain't hiding. Yeah. I can, I can wake up and know that that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I could I could have a conversation with her, and she'll be like, uh, "She asked me, did you jack off today?" Be like, "Yeah, what you jacked off to?" Well, I went on Pornhub and I was watching some training porn. <laughs> And she'd be like, oh, how was it? It was absolutely amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? So so I I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, I appreciate that I can uh, that I can have that conversation and and not feel Mm -hmm. no kind of way. Because I told her that, look, I said, now if there's some fake shit you're doing, 
I said, by all means, I'm telling you it's not going to work because I'm telling you I'm going to express this to you sometime, you know, and I need you to understand that if you're not in this and really meaning what it is that you're saying, we might as well not even go to step two, mm. you know. And so, you know, if you really accept this, then, hey, I'm telling you, you know, this this is cool, you know. So um, so is it a... Um See, that's why I would want to ask her. I said, if I ever meet her, that's what I would ask. Um, like, is it a, is a, is a, um, God, how do I say this? Is it a, um, th- you can't answer this, but this is a question that would come up if I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that your man has this flavor, mm-hmm. <laughs> this taste, mm-hmm. um, I would want to know, is it, is there insecurity there for her? Or is there um, a sense of inadequacy? Mm-hmm. I guess that would be it for her. I, I um, think I think overall is that for her. You know what I'm saying? Because she understands, like looking at my Facebook, and look, she understands that a lot of women flock to me. Mm-hmm. So overall, I don't think it has nothing to do with either side. Just overall, it's like. But that has another layer. Like, I can see, you know, yeah. you're an attractive dude. Mm-hmm. So I can see her saying, well, I know how women are with you because you did it. I can see that. Yeah. But this, mm-hmm. this adds another layer because, you know, I know some women like it. If you like this, then I can. It's different if you compare me to another woman because I can mm-hmm. be with this bitch because she another woman. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. you know, you're choosing me over her. So clearly it's something da 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 da. But if I'm talking about me and a trans woman, they got something totally different than I do. How do I compete with that? Mm-hmm. And do I need to, do I, um, um, do I, should I feel safe? Like, should I feel my spot is safe? And yeah, yeah you're being honest with me, but how, wh- we, me accepting this, what does it look like? Like, does this mean that mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with trans women? I need to accept that. Mm-hmm. Or does this, does this mean that, um, I just know it, and we still gonna be exclusive. Or you know, like yeah. I, I would want to know what, like where well, her you, mind went. You know, you know, I told her that you know, by all means, you could join me. Of course, because you know, you know, that's you. you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, we had that conversation. By all means, whenever you ready, just let me know. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, so I mean, so she know that you could get it too. You know, and, 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 and that's just reality. That's what it is. So, <laughs> you know, so I don't feel like I think because I'm so open about it, I think I think I'm, I'm trying to eat if there is an insecurity, let's just say, um, because I think naturally anyone will be insecure. I think right. that's a natural feeling once someone says that kind of thing to you. But because I'm so open with the conversation and because I say, you know, hey, you know, if, if if you can join me anytime, you know, you're ready, you know, I have no problem with that, then that's what it is. You know, so I'm trying to eliminate the insecurity by saying, Hey, let's let's do this together. And this let's is his way of telling me to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Whenever you ready, <laughs> let me know. Hilarious. By um, all means. So I think I think that's about wraps it up. I feel like you have shared your experience. Um, I guess with us, there is, like I said, there is the dilemma of, you know, 
you know, I've I've led you to this promised land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and solely, solely, and and you, um, you can take credit for that solely. And you know, somebody else is reaping the benefits, and that's cool because I know what it is. Um, not cool, but it is what it is. <laughs> so I I have to decide. Um, you know what what this is gonna be. Well, I think if we got if we have nothing else, we definitely have a friendship. Definitely, so definitely. I think I think know. that is the the silver. <sighs> the silver lining. And no matter what you ask, you get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. So is there anything that left that you would want to share? Especially like to other guys out here. Yeah. That um like yeah. where like where are you where are you going? Like um, you know, somebody who may be back in the two thousand and seven you or the two the ninety nine you, like mm-hmm. who was um some uh, some guy in that situation and that's just trying to get to your level where you wherever you are right now yeah um because you just got here this is where you are this, yeah this comfortable self i can definitely attest to that you just got here um so how do they get there how do they get comfortable how to become the man you, you stand on their own two feet yeah you just gotta you, you gotta walk in your truth and you have to continue on that journey you know, the, the, the biggest thing is you, you can't allow someone else to call you out. You got to call yourself out. You have to be real with yourself. And the biggest thing we, we have, and, and it starts all the way back from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, of being real. If you are that person out there that's, that's been molested, if you are that person that, uh, quote, unquote, was, was, was born this way and, and but, but living a heterosexual life, living a life of, not being able to identify with that or ashamed of of of, of identifying with that, um, my biggest thing would say is 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 just everybody's journey is different, uh, no matter what. But if if you can find a way to to talk with yourself, you know, uh, um, build yourself up in 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 a manner of being confident enough with yourself to walk in your truth, um, is something that's very 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 important. Um, everybody, of course, is, is not going to encounter a diamond along the way, and, and that's okay, you know, because I when I when I came to Diamond, I already had things in my mind to already just put on the table to 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 let out there, and that's so I had already my wheels had already been turning. And before. don't and before I want to add to that, don't expect a girl to be as patient as I was, mm-hmm. don't expect a girl to have the same, um, I wasn't, a, uh, Diamond was not Diamond in 2000, and, uh, in 1999. No. You wouldn't have got the same person. No, no, no. So, um, it's all evolution. I was, I was at a mature level when he met me. Yeah. So, I was, I had the patient and I had the compassion and I had the, um, I had the foresight, like I could, I could see where you was going, mm-hmm. and I could, I could, um, I could see what you could be. I could see this growth. Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody, we don't owe you nothing. Like guys, we don't owe no. you 
therapy. We don't owe you to explain your identity. We don't owe you any kind of talks to work through your own shit. Mm -hmm. You have to do that on your own. And every girl is not going to have the patience to do that. So make sure that you don't expect it from them. Because we going through you. We out here dying. Motherfuckers out here killing us. Yeah. Um, and we got our own shit to worry about. Yeah. Do you feel like you have um, any responsibility to us? Of course. In far, as far as changing the social narrative when it comes to us and our deaths? No, I definitely do, which is a part of the, which is part of the reason uh, that it was so easy for me uh, to even take this this moment right here because of the responsibility mm-hmm. you know um, that's why it was so easy for me to, to to tell my girl because of the responsibility um, to not place no one in any kind of fucked up situation mm-hmm. all around the board because could you imagine let's just say for instance could you imagine because we of course we haven't stopped talking right so could you imagine her just stumbling upon me and your conversation? You know, right. and trying to find you. You know what I'm saying? It's looking you up on social media, trying to find that's you. That's what my and, and, ex-husband's and, and, wife did. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what my responsibility and comes in, in, in the play is is to is to put everything out on the table. So that's where the protection comes from because everybody and see you notice soon thereafter I had called you. Hey, I told her. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So everybody is in the know. Right. It's it's not hidden on no side of nothing. Everyone is in the know of knowing exactly wh- who, what, when, how, and where. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's the biggest responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest responsibility of protection, and that's my way of the protection, is to all parties know what the hell is going on. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no secrets, ain't no foolishness, ain't no nothing. Everybody knows what time it is. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about on an interpersonal level, I'm talking about on like a social political level. Do you feel like when it comes to the liberation of black trans women Mm -hmm. and the oppression that affects them, that the men who love us and engage with us on an intimate level have a responsibility to do something, not necessarily be on a bullhorn talking about I love these women, but have some type of social responsibility to fight this fight with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if it is behind closed doors, because we'll take yeah. whatever ally we yeah. can get. Um, but th- that's what I want to... And where how, where does that start? Where does that begin? I would say, once again, I say yes. And and that starts with, with the individual that you do care about. The things that she feels is important Mm-hmm. to get in that movement or whatever, in whatever capacity with her. You see what I'm saying? Because this isn't, despite anything, you're going to only fight for the people you care about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say about Mary, Becky, and Sue because I don't know Bear, Mary, Becky, and Sue, but I know Diamond. Right. And so the things that, if it, if my name was called up on to do, I would do. You see what I'm saying? And and that's just what it comes down to, mm. you know. And I think I've I think I've shown a piece of that in this moment right now. 
Okay. You know, um, is because you asked and I'm here. Okay. You know. And I appreciate you being here. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, that's about it, y'all. I will talk to y'all later, and I appreciate you being here and um, being so open and honest. And that's about it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So one of the last things that I want to add in this conversation is there's absolutely nothing a person assigned male at birth can do to garner the whole heart of a cisgender man who deep down desires to be loved wholeheartedly by a cisgender woman. This includes the most stealth passing trans woman. This includes gay males. This includes butch queens. This includes anyone who doesn't identify with any particular gender whatsoever. It really doesn't matter. If the guy has always seen his life through a heteronormative cisgender lens, the likelihood of him shifting that lens is slim to none. Sure, it can happen. It's possible, but it's not probable. He may love you. He even may choose to enter into a partnership with you. But unless he shifts his core beliefs and perspective, deep down he is just settling when he is with you. Deep down he will feel like he never got the love that he truly wanted and you are what he ended up with. Now, for me, that is that was a hard pill to swallow because I'm one of them women who, I don't want to say I feel like I can change men, but I put a lot of patience and investment in the compromise, and I really only find myself compromising. So, I learned to stop wasting my time on men who are not showing up for me that are not investing themselves in building something with me. I don't get emotionally invested in them. I have fun, yeah. I get my nut, and that's it. If that's because that's what I wanna do on my own time and my own terms, and then I move on till someone better comes along, you know? And then I see them investing in me and seeing me more than just an itch to scratch every couple of weeks. So, I hope you enjoyed the show. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, that's it, y'all. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you go rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes. You can follow me, Diamond Styles, across all social media. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-D-S-T-Y-L-Z. My co-hosts, Mia Mix and Zaire, will be back next Thursday. We hope you tune in to get a taste of what's on Marsha's plate. Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Little thing.